Welcome to Electric Evolution with Liz Allen. This podcast is about the journey to a more sustainable future in order for us to be able to do our bit to achieve net zero. I'll be discussing a variety of topics with experts in their field in order to educate and increase our knowledge of clean energy, electric vehicles and the electric vehicle infrastructure. So whether you're an individual wanting to make a difference at home, a small business or a corporate, this podcast is just for you. I have Zoe Brin on the podcast today, if I can get my teeth in. So Zoe, um, Zoe is a conscious leadership consultant and welcome to Electric Evolution. Thank you for joining me. Oh, it's lovely to be here. So just to kind of, can you give everybody a little bit of background to what you do and how you got into it, please? Yeah, sure. So I am a conscious leadership consultant and um, my background is in um, education. So leadership in education. I was a senior leader for a few years. And um, prior to that, I was middle leader and um, yeah, started out as an English teacher. Um, and so my business now, um, which I've been doing, I, so I stopped teaching three years ago and I decided to help uh, particularly small business founders who are um, wanting to make sure that they are cre- creating, growing their team, uh, developing the people that they work with, um, whether that is uh, whether they are employees or whether they are uh, contractors or freelancers. And um, I saw that there were many people out there just kind of grabbing for people and saying, is this person good for me? Is that person good for me? And Actually, a lot of what I saw was that there are a lot of good people out there and a lot of skilled people out there, but not everyone is for everyone. And so my conscious side of my leadership is twofold. It's being conscious about the people that you attract and the way that you grow your business, but it's also conscious about the way that you treat them and how that affects society and ultimately how it affects small businesses um, on the whole um, so that we can all grow and we can all um, keep happy, contented, wonderful teams that work towards our mission. So if we look at um, how we can lead people in a different way, kind of to our, and, and the link to sustainability and, and, and for example, net zero, which is quite close to my heart, how do you feel conscious leadership forms part of that? So um, when we're being conscious, it's, it, in my book, it's virtually impossible to be conscious about um, the, your own actions without thinking about how that affects people's society, but also the planet. So um, uh, very rarely you'll come across someone who is uh, very conscious about the way that they behave, the language that they use, the way that they um, uh, the way that they treat other people without actually thinking about how they also treat the planet. And so um this is becoming much much more important as i'm sure we will all agree it's becoming much much more important nowadays and it's becoming um people are becoming much more aware of it and this has a great impact um and we can create a great impact positive impact on the planet but also it has a positive impact on our on our businesses because the more people that become aware if we're staying where we are and not going with them, we're losing out on a whole population who 
really want that, that people are people are crying out to work with other people who are conscious about society and the planet. And I I think personally that that how you treat people, especially in business, is is so important, isn't it? So mm. it's just it's one of those things that actually we talk about um, the Great Resignation, for example, yeah. you know, kind of the way that things changed through the pandemic has kind of been it, it, it's it, it's made people who are working for, for employers think mm. a different way, hasn't it? You know, yeah, because, yeah. and actually, you know, that there's there's ways that that now people aren't. Drive, well theoretically aren't driving as much on those you've got an opportunity to to work from home would you say that that leaders allowing people to have a bit of flexibility in what they're doing is important I think it's absolutely essential and um I think one of the difficulties that we've got at the moment is that we are a, we, a lot of the leaders that I speak to are a different generation to the people that that, that work um with them or for them and if you look at history, it, they, you, there was a time when we had to work, that we had no choice to work, and we and it was it was it, it was to survive. Mm. Then, when things were put in place in order to uh, help support people who couldn't work, or, or or kind of well, you know, when we had the social system come in, we then kind of moved towards working for um, to improve our lives. Yeah. Um, and now it's it's a different setup again. Nowadays, people work so that they can enjoy their lives, but they're looking for they're looking for something that fits the life that they want. It's a much more social, digital. It's 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 much faster paced, for example. And there are a lot there are different difficulties now. There is things like mental health. Um, issues which have risen considerably there's a huge strain on the nhs for example so you can't get help as easily as you might have done before um there are people who want to work from home because they want to make sure that they can uh give their family the life that they want to provide for them there's a lot more home education now um so there, there's a parent that needs to be uh needs to be on hand there there's, there's so the life has changed so much over the last few years that not meeting the needs of your of the people that work with you is really really it's it's almost impossible because what you're going to be left with is you're going to minimize the amount of people that will work with you mm -hmm. and then you're not going to get the right kind of people with the right kind of skills um, who are working effectively as a team people want that team spirit now they want that feeling of belonging but also want their lives to move in a, a direction that they that they want that they want that they that fits their life that fits their situation um and they want that more of that freedom rather than having to having to work and being you know it being an essential part of um their their life as as much as it is to anyone nowadays especially in the current climate people are still hankering to belong to something and have that social aspect, but also live their life the way they want to. So it's, it, it's a different setup nowadays. And I think it's, I think it's vital that we're able to help the people that work for us 
um, freelancers or the people we work with, um, uh, the contractors or our employees, it's vital that we look at them as individuals and try to meet the needs so that we can keep the specialists that help grow our business. Exactly. I mean, I'm kind of glad that gone in in a lot of places gone are the days of of the the sort of the that kind of archaic level of thinking, you know. But there are still organisations that don't kind of they don't empower their staff to actually speak up. Yeah, you know, and and they they don't because I I think a lot of um, businesses to also is also to do with. Or, or actually working with people and, and being open and honest is, is really important mm-hmm. and being transparent in what you're trying to achieve because otherwise, especially in the stuff, in the work that I do in continuous improvement, it, it kind of, it highlights the fact that it makes people more unhappy if you're not transparent with them anyway. Absolutely. And I, and I know that it's been said over and over again, but, um, you know, ha- a happy workforce, um, I only said this yesterday and now it now it's escaping me. Um if you are happy in your job you'll never have to work another day in your life. I I think it was Richard Branson said something similar. Um it is it's much much more important nowadays to have a happy contented workforce. If you're going to retain good staff, if you're going to retain good hires and you're going to um increase your business if you are the kind of person who doesn't listen to them, who doesn't encourage experiment, you know, you don't, they, you don't encourage them to speak up, you don't encourage them to experiment, then what you end up doing is you either keep them quiet and so you don't know what's wrong with your business, therefore it doesn't grow, or you keep them quiet and you don't have improvement, which is, I know what you're all about, but you don't have improvement because you've you only got you in your head or a small team around you of leaders in your head you don't have that wider um scope of people to draw new ideas from and improvement from and if you're not going to look at your whole workforce um and let them give them the opportunity to to tell you what is wrong or what you could improve or in you know be innovative then you're going to stay static you're not and you're not going to grow most definitely not grow at the rate that you could have done and those and those people that you're working with people you know especially in the, in the bigger companies they don't always recognize that those are the ones that have got the knowledge yeah. they're the ones doing the work you yeah. as a leader are kind of looking at at it from a very very different place and i've worked in in companies where there's a little bit of a fear leadership as in yeah. people are a bit scared of the hierarchy just because they're they're hierarchy and yeah. they're they're not encouraged to speak up like i said to you you know kind of the the to me it's the feeling of of empowerment and actually when you do when you don't encourage that empowerment it shuts those people down yeah you no know? and and they're more likely to n- not even think that they can make suggestions or come yeah. up with these improvements because you know and 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 kind of not recognizing these the, the needs of these people or, or it's not even the needs is it it's, it's the ability of these people yeah. to actually make a make a difference in the organization yeah I, absolutely I just, I, I just feel as being a leader you have to be able to do that you have to bring people together and, and i've also seen in larger companies where 
you know, you have the big silos, silos where everybody's working in very, very separate segments and they're yeah. just not um, aware of what everybody else is doing around them. So it's it's not joined up thinking. And as a leader, yeah. you need to bring all that together, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Having, a, having that cohesive um, idea would also help you to get to your goals and your and towards your mission much quicker because you know sometimes the people who work within your business are your consumers they're your ideal clients and how why would we ignore that why would we ignore ideas from people who might actually be the people that buy or like the people that buy from us um so it it, it seems almost ridiculous to kind of ignore someone who might know a lot more about the needs of your customers than you do because they might be in that situation. I mean, not all businesses, but yeah. And also the diversity that you've got within your teams. So if you've got, like you said, if you've got these silos and you've got those teams that are separated, you've even if you've got diversity within your teams, you haven't got a, a cohesive diversity, which sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? It sounds like it's the opposite to what we want. But actually, uh, the people that, that that buy your product or your service or, you know, whatever it is that you sell, are they always the same person? Are they always the same type of people? Um, are you keeping yourself really narrow because you're only going by your experience and you're only, you're only seeing your customers or consumers as a mirror image of yourself mm. so if we've got diversity within our teams pull that diversity together have it have it in um, a structure that you are you're you're gleaning the information and the ideas and the innovation from your team members um, from different viewpoints so someone someone who is in a different situation to you, is going to have a different viewpoint or a different um, a different uh, focus on your product or your service than you do. And I know that sounds really quite simple, but like you said, keeping those things separate and not joining up the dots doesn't make any doesn't make any sense and doesn't improve doesn't help improvement. I suppose I do recognise though that a lot of companies find doing something like that difficult because they're all so busy and they're work work working and it's hard to move away from business as usual yeah but the actual the the benefits of doing that and and working with your teams within within your organization can just move you forward you know so much can't oh, it absolutely you know i see i see this well, this is probably one of the most things things that I see the most. People, um, also leaders, will say, "Well, actually, I don't have time to stop and do this. I don't have time to consciously think about my next team member. I don't, con I don't have time to do that. Do that kind of like research, or um, you know, change the systems that I've got, or bring people together, or." put a different management structure in. I don't have the time to do that. But actually, I mean, quite simply, it will save you time overall. You take the time now and how much time will you save when you're not having to solve problems, when you're not having to solve difficulties, when you're not having to solve disputes because 
your team is much more co- cohesive or you've got something in place that helps to move your your business forward mm-hmm. um and when you've got that freer time yourself because you're not getting involved in everything that's going on because you've thought about how your team is structured and who needs to be where so rather than just kind of saying oh, i don't I don't have the time to look at this. Let's just get let's get uh, let's get a social media manager in. Come on, you know, um, find one. There we are. They'll do. Put them in. Well, now you might be creating another problem rather than that you'll end up having to deal with. Rather than thinking, okay, what is it that we need? Who can we who can we move? How can we restructure? Or is who is next that we need to bring in? And consciously think about how that will look and how it will inform your next move mm-hmm. and therefore you've got you, you'll gain the time back um you know in the, in in the near future so the other thing i was going to say we were talking before we started the recording weren't we about yeah. about kind of the way that we both want to move towards sustainability and mm. and like we were talking about my my I want to move towards electrification as a business owner and and as as a fa- as a family we were both talking about you know the fact that there are there are small things that we can do my, you know like I said to you my long term aim is is to get an electric vehicle and we both said so you've got a diesel car and I've yeah. got a petrol car and and I suppose I wanted to kind of bring up not to have anybody feeling sorry for me or you because we you know we both have had issues haven't we so I was in a car crash when I was 18 and I'm it's a long long time ago now Um, and I've got a fused ankle so for me walking too far is quite difficult so therefore I got used to using my vehicle my car and now that I'm out and about more you know, it's not something that my husband would always use his bike and public transport and things like that. But I can only walk so far, you know, and you've got an issue like that as well. So when we talk about sustainability and the move to, yes, we can, we could use public transport for both, but for both me and you, mm. it's a little bit more difficult, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, um, we, and like you said, I have a similar difficulty. I was born with the disability that they, that they were able to operate on. But now I'm older, um, I have um, osteoarthritis in my pelvis and my hips, and I'm waiting for a new hip. So, um, so I can't walk, I can't walk distances. um, And I can't do any kind of impact. In fact, I even struggle to get in and out of the car a lot of the time. However, um, what I what I decided to do is instead of, um, so we decided to go down to, first of all, we decided to go down to one car as a family. So um, I am working from home. We kind of rearranged how school runs work and um, we share a car. So that was, you know, that was one of the steps I took. And then the other step that I took is when I go away to, um, so sometimes I have to travel into England. I live in Wales, so sometimes I have to travel into England and I make sure that I use the train when I do that. So I use public transport when I can. Um, but it, you know, it impacts on cost for me, for example. Yeah. And when I get to the other end, I can't necessarily get on three different tubes and a bus. I have to, I have to get get a taxi to the place that I'm in. So, you know, there is an impact in, um, 
in that for me because of the situation I'm in. But I think what the essential thing is with you, me and the, the, the rest of the world is that we do make some change. And I'm not talking about a token kind of do your bit change that used to be before. Um, like years ago, it was kind of, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing something because I recycle, for example. Uh, so I recycle. Now, if I was only now, if I was still 20 years later, just doing my recycling, then I wouldn't have moved on. And it was absolutely fine to have put that in place then. But then when something else comes up, you put that in place. As long as we are all making progress and we're all doing not just our bit, but we're making sure that we're consciously thinking about what else we can do. What are we capable of doing? What are we able to do? Can we go down to one car? Can we use public transport more? Can we um, afford to uh, move to electric vehicle? Is there a way that we can change what we're doing? And we do what we can. And then when we're more capable of doing more, we do what we can again. Yeah, And, and if we all did that, if that happened, across society um yes we'd all be doing different things and maybe there's people in certain certain circumstances who can't for example i grow my own veg right i don't grow it all year round hopefully i will now i've got a greenhouse but <laughs> i grow my own veg not everyone's got a garden that's not that's not possible for some people not ev not everyone can afford to buy organic vegetables it's not possible for some people but if we do what we can to a maximum not just a bit but a maximum, then we will make a difference. We will make a difference overall. And I think small businesses can make huge differences. You can make a huge difference just by telling the people that you work with that you do that sustain that you do that sustainably to put it into their heads. Yeah. I gave a talk, I know that you were there uh, the beginning of this year. And the amount of people that came up to me afterwards and said, I didn't think about that with the envelopes. When I recycle my envelopes, take the plastic thing out. I didn't think of that. So there are, there are, you know, the more we tell people about the small things we do, the bigger impact we can have overall. So it's important that we keep talking about it and we keep moving forward and we do what we can. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, I just wanted to just so you can explain to people how they can get hold of you um, if they want if they want to talk to you about conscious leadership after this yeah. is are there is there a can we kind of take your web website and just whereabouts yeah. where are you on social media so my website is zoebrin.co.uk um i current i'm currently on let me think now i'm linkedin uh instagram and facebook and it's all forward slash zoe brin b-r-i-w-m by the way and um and I'm also I also have a, a, a membership for conscious leaders who can um, find resources and training in order to uh, support their journey of leadership and help to onboard and look after the teams that they have. So um, and I offer a one to one service. Um, I work with a variety of different people on with on one to one uh, basis to find, uh, find, train and retain your team or to look at um, social uh, consciousness or environmental issues. So, yeah. Fantastic. Zoe, thank you ever so much for joining me. And I will definitely bring you on again. I look forward <laughs> to 
with you again. We will keep talking. And just to say to everybody else, thank you very much for listening and watching. And I shall see you next time. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Electric Evolution with Liz Allen. If you want to find out more about Full Circle Continuous Improvement, please visit us at www.fullcircleci.co.uk. Don't forget to keep listening for more episodes coming up really soon.